0: You beautiful people. What's going on this morning? How many are enjoying the ride so far? And I'm enjoying it. Well, listen, as you uh, I want to tell you just a little bit about my life where I get to the word. And uh, I'm I'm having the time of my life. I'm from St. Louis. Um, people go, there's no way you're from Southern California. That's a leftover hippie lingo from the 60s and 70s. And um, we have a, a just a powerful church. This is a cool story. Uh, eight years ago, we took over a dying Pentecostal church in our city. Literally 37 people left. It was running eight to 900. We walked in um, May. It was Memorial Day of um, 2000. There were 37 people sitting there. That's awkward and embarrassing. And uh my son-in-law, my oldest daughter turned 30 this year. I can't believe it. I'm getting old, but not in my heart. But um her husband is our senior pastor right now, Jim Stern. Well, his dad got the call. They called Phil on the phone. They're in Danville, Illinois, 400 people in their church doing really good. And they said, we want you to come be our pastor. Now, who's leaving a church of 400 to go pastor 37? I don't think so. Everybody say word of the Lord. He was obeying the Lord. He called me up and says, Kent, if I come to St. Louis, why would we do this? What is missing in, in, our, in your city? I said, bro, deep worship on fire youth. So there's three things. What happened in eight years is we're over 1,500 people now. Somebody say hallelujah. And we're 60% 30 and under because we're all rowdy because we like young people. Here's how our church grew. We're not seeker-sensitive. I think there's a place for that that's very cool if churches want to be that. I probably wouldn't last three minutes. I'm too wild for a seeker-sensitive church, if you understand that. But we said we're going to do deep worship because kids know the real from the fake. Now, tweeners, anybody here know what a tweener is? An in-betweener, 9- to 12-year-olds. They're late elementary preteen. You can't get much by them. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs that they see, you know, commercials for condoms and AIDS. I mean, they're, we we expose our kids way too early, don't you think? I never knew. I'm 55. Like I said, I, I can't believe that it's it's just wrong. What we have on television, reality bay I go, man, is there no shame anymore? Anyway, the older people know what I'm saying right now. But our church is based on three things: deep worship. We're not afraid, like to bring the children out, and pray like we did today. How many enjoyed that? You you could do that about once a month. Praise God. And we also, we, we stop separating our youth from our adults. We don't care how old somebody is, even, you know, 80, 70, but especially the teenagers, they're in everything we do. We give them responsibility. We run a prayer room every morning. We do 30 hours of prayer a week. I lead the two teen bands. It's so powerful. I have 12, 14, 13, 15 year old kids in my band. And they, they just burn it up because we do 90 minute sets in prayer we do about six hours of prayer a day, Monday through Thursday. And I was going to say to the teenagers, hey, listen, you guys do 45 minutes. We'll bring in another group to go, no, we can do 90. I said, shoot, you puny boys, you can't do it. And they said, oh, we will do it. So they, they, they blast through 90 minutes. It's very powerful. The third thing we do is activate spiritual gifts. You can't sit on your thumbs at our church. And some of you are gliding. I'm a prophetic errand boy. I'm sent of the Lord before Christmas or not. About half of you guys are core group people. I can tell you're, you're like deep believers. The other half are thinking about it. And that's good because at least you're here. We got another third. They're sitting at home right now at 11:19. They're called burnt stones and we're going to go after them. Somebody say yes. Used to be ushers, got burnt out, got their vision cast down. They were worship team members, children's church workers. They're at home reading the Nashville newspaper this morning, drinking their coffee because they're done. So we're going to do something about it. I was in New Jersey years ago and the church was called Church Alive. And they would walk up and down the halls, oh God, saying the Church Alive is worth the drive, bro. And they, they would walk by, oh that's the cheesiest thing I ever heard in my life, Church Alive is worth the drive. But it is. The Church Alive is worth the drive. And you know what? They're going to come with Miss Penny and with your pastoral couple. And I met a couple of your elders, uh, one last night and one this morning. You guys are a prime moving church in America. I'm going to tell you who you are today. I've been in ministry 35 years. I've been traveling 25 years. I'm a 2 million mile member on American because American bought TWA in St. Louis. I've been around the block, and I love what I see right here. How many people appreciate your church? Let me see your hands. If you? Right. Now, how many really appreciate your young pastoral couple? Uh, Come on. Don't lie about it. Oh, really? Okay. How many appreciate your worship team and what they do for you? All right. I'm just checking. I want you to open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4. You're gonna to go to the book of Psalms and go back three books? It's tucked in there. It's the rebuilding the wall book. And um one more time, everybody, check your watch. I got twenty one after eleven. What do you guys got? Cause we got a game coming at twelve, baby. I know, I know about that. But here's here's our saying back home if you don't strike oil in the first thirty minutes, quit boring. How many ADH people are with me on that? Yeah, either get it or get out, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But this the title of this message is the five questions that every believer must answer sooner or later. It's a long title, but it's good. It fits our life. What we're going to see here in Nehemiah is the five questions that every believer, you'll be called out on these sooner or later. I don't care if you're a casual believer. I don't care if you're a deep believer. Whatever you got, you will be tried out on these five questions. So this church... Here's your mission if you want to do something for real. I mean, some of you need to saddle up your horses. we got to trail the blaze. Some of you got to get in deeper now. Because I want to know 10 years from now, what is Miss Abby going to have? Abby Allison, the most beautiful little girl, a curly hair. How old is she? She's eight. When she's 18 getting out of high school, I double dog dare you. They say that here in Tennessee. They say it in Texas. I double dog dare you to get on to such a high level. There'll be so much life in your church. Ten years. Wow. Some people believe we're living in the last days. That's freaky. Some people believe that it's, we got till two, 2020, 2030 before all hell erupts on the earth. I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready. I mean, I'm not afraid. I don't live in fear. The only thing I fear is, I'm the, it's a fear of the Lord. I, I, am I've been like this all my life. People ask my wife, is he really like this all the time? Absolutely. Look at me. Jesus saved my life when I was 19, dude. When I was 19, drinking, smoking, lead singer in a band. I, that's why I get the music industry. I got all that. I mean, we're, we're just carousing, doing it, you know, playing Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. I mean, I was doing all this stuff, made a lot of money doing it. And I knew I was dying, going to hell. I had a girlfriend who said, well, we're going to get married. I said, you don't want this. I won't keep the vow. How many remember the days that you were stinky before the Lord found you? How many of you were stinky? Let me see your hands before the Lord. No, no I want to see hands. How many of you were stinky before the Lord found you? you got that? Yeah, try it. Because stinky's coming to your church, by the way. Oh no, you're going to see the next. Listen to me. There's a three-year gateway opening for the blessing of the Lord here, and you'll be called highly favored of God. You're right off the highway. You better get ready. What if this church triples in size in the next three years? You're the leadership people, so get with it. You understand what I'm saying to you today? Yeah, you guys are really quiet here. You can just yell out, okay, hallelujah, once in a while. Just go, amen, bro. Hey, You guys are really quiet. You need to stop doing that to Aaron. He needs to be encouraged. He's got a little complex. about. It. No, I'm just kidding. He does it, man. He's got to preach anyway. Wave at me if you're still here and you're listening. You got it? Here we go. This is very simple. There's only two verses. We're doing Nehemiah chapter 4. If you guys can throw this up on PowerPoint, New American Standard or whatever you guys find. Nehemiah, they're rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. Well, church at Indian Lake is rebuilding the moral fabric of the north ground, north of Nashville. That's a call. If we go much further, we're like the Roman Empire. I don't think we can get back. The Roman Empire, they said they made ten huge errors and mistakes. We're at number seven in America right now. You think we're that great we can outrun that? I don't think so. But we better press into God. Well, I've got hope. I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm a son of encouragement. I was a son of depression before I got saved. But now I'm the son of hope and encouragement because of the Lord Jesus. Well, it says, now it came about when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem that he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. He was ticked off, man. What is your problem, bro? What's your problem? I mean, maybe he thought Nehemiah was stealing his thunder. Maybe he was Jewish and didn't get to it. But it says in the Hebrew, the original language of the Old Testament, he was furious and very angry. That's two different words. He was steamed up, steam coming out of his ears. Oh, they're all there rebuilding that wall. What do those guys think they're doing anyway? And then it says this in verse one. or back into verse two. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria. Now stop right there. See, when people get ticked off, I wish they'd hold their tongue, bro. Stop speaking out of school, man. Church people get really gnarly on this. Stop talking about everybody. I don't do when I first got saved and got in church. I was in a charismatic church with powerful worship. All that. I thought church people are gnarly and snarly, man. They go rah 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 rah. You know, and they don't like some and they start voting with their tithe and their feet and their language. Don't do that. See, he was ticked off, Aaron. So here's what he's doing. He was speaking to his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria included the generals of the army. See, it's all on now. It's all on. And he asked five questions. I, if you have a little pen or pencil to take notes, write this in your Bible. You can number each question as we go through. In verse 2, he said this, number one, what do these feeble people at church in India think they're doing anyway? It says, what do these feeble Jews think they're doing, number one? Number two, are they going to restore it for themselves? Number two, Number three, can they offer sacrifices? Number four, can they finish it in a day? And number five, can they revive the stones, even the burnt stones from the dusty rubble, and use them to rebuild the wall? Can you be, be packed into one tiny little verse in the Old Testament? It's five questions. You will be tried out probably many times in your lifetime. How many people don't care? You can try me out all you want. I, I'm a marathon. I'm staying with Jesus. I'm not turning. i got too many years, and I'm too old and too ugly and too far out on the branch, on the tree, dude. I'm not turning back now. Now, some of us have to make that decision. Number one, what are these feeble Jews? Well, bro, thanks for categorizing my life. You see, his strength is perfected in my weakness, not my strength. This is where the church is... Walking in humility. Only weak men and women pray. Only weak men and women fast. Strong people have no need to do it. They've got it under control. Did you hear what I said? See, only weak people. A good friend of mine said it years ago, it stuck in me. The reason I pray every day is because I'm weak and I need His help. So, Fibo, you know what? This is really a hor- horrible stories. Every year at prom night across our nation. Some stupid drunk driver, that's why I love these mothers against drunk driving, crosses the yellow line and kills four of our teenagers before they can even get their destiny unhooked. I don't like it. Drunk drivers need to be tried out. You know, hey, bro, stop it. I hope they start that thing, put it on their car. They can't drive. They need to stop killing our kids. Because, see, when you have a head-on-car accident, your brainstem snaps and you're done. A nurse at the hospital, one little bubble... We're pretty feeble. So I don't mind the first, yeah, I am pretty feeble, but look at me, bro. His strength is perfected in my weakness. Number two, look at the second question. Are you going to restore it for them, for themselves? They said, no, no, bro. Now you cross the line. You're judging my heart from a distance. Don't do that. I never, I got rid of my personal ambition when I got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and I'm not turning back now. No, we're not doing I don't know who built this building, but how many people appreciate seventeen acres in your building right here? Seriously, this is a beautiful church, man. And you know, Aaron told me two churches merged up and all that. Now we get new people here; it's awesome. But we're not doing this for ourselves. I'll tell you something about your church that you need to know. I'm the prophetic Aaron Aaron boy holding up a mirror. You're the people of Healing Rain. Indian Lake. I have Native American friends who are saving and spirit-filled. Indian Lake is right. Because you have the healing rain. There's three forms of rain you're going to see in the Spirit here. I'm talking to you prophetically. The anointing rain is going to start falling in your sanctuary. People are going to start being touched by it. Secondly is the healing rain. And thirdly, the cleansing rain is coming to your church. Are you ready? Because we're not doing this for ourselves. Beth and I, we didn't sign up. You know, she's sitting here with tears in her eyes because she's a healer. As soon as I met her, you know, out in the hall, I look in her eyes so full of grace and compassion. You guys are going to call people to the altar, get some oil out. You're going to hold them in your arms and say healing rain and they're going to get healed. That's why we can answer number five. We're not to number five yet. We'll be, how many people you're not doing this for yourselves, but you're doing it for the Lord? Let me see your hands. Absolutely. Let's go to question number three. Well, are these people can they offer sacrifices? Well, I want somebody to answer this morning. I'm looking for the New Testament answer to the third question. Is somebody a free CD for anybody that knows it I'm on the CD table? But I'm saying, can can you offer sacrifices? First of all, yes or no? Can you do that? The answer. Oh, I heard three yes. What was it? I, I'm asking you a question. Can you? Do you guys know how to offer sacrifices? Yes or no? Yes, we do. You can say it out loud. But what is the New Testament answer? About offering sacrifices. Anybody here got the answer? Number three. We want to give sand ballot. And by the way, these are your enemies currently that will come and ask you these same questions. And it's like water up a duck's back. You can't touch us, bro. We're in the Lord. We're in the Holy Spirit. And so we we let that fly. But the answer is in Romans 12. Somebody think about it right now. You got it? Romans 12. What is it? No, it's not obedience. That's in Hebrews. But that's a good guess. What? You get a free CD, bro. He said, we're living sacrifices that we offer. This is our spiritual service. See, I came today pretty juiced up in the anointing to, to release that healing rain and the power of God. And right here we find this is what God's telling us to do right now. We're living sacrifices. And it's our spiritual. I, I worship all day long. Again, they asked my wife. My friend, he can't be like this all the time. I said, no, I'm like this because Jesus saved my life. I'm not going back. I thank God for that divine energy. Well, we got answers to the first three. Should we stop now? It's getting late and football game's coming. So, No, no. Should we do the last two or forget it? I'm playing with you guys, but I'm not. Okay, I just want to get an answer. Number four. Can they finish it in a day? Let me see the hands of all those over 40 again. How many of you have a whole different outlook on life than when you were 18, 17? Right now. Age gives you experience. Bob raised me and Bob. Praise God, Bob. Bob's playing a five-string brace, bass, killing everything. I, bro, it's awesome. Wade, thanks for playing with me today. But I tell you, you get a different look. Um, are, are they going to finish it in a day? No, we're the marathon runners. The answer to number four is I'm here till the end. How about you? I, I'm not turning my back on the Lord. Look, hard times are coming. We we think this is hard right now. What if it gets harder? I, I got to thinking My grandma, Minnie Henry, and Bessie Brown, those are my grandmas, who used to can all fall, summer, at the end of the summer. I love canning. They would put up preserves. We had a fruit cellar. Does anybody under 30 even know what a fruit cellar is here? Probably not. If we had to start planting gardens again and take care of ourselves, I think we're pretty soft in America, yes or no. We better get with. I mean, we don't remember. Boy. But we're marathon. No, we're here to the end. I'm going to run to the very end, and then we come to number five. Can you? I'm asking you, church. I'm almost saying Mirror Lake. I'm going to church at Mirror Lake in January in Villa Rica, Georgia. I went online to get directions to come here, and I put that name in because I kept confusing. Them. This is church at Indian Lake, right? I'm at the right place, at the right time. It's not the church at Mirror Lake in Villa Rica, Georgia? Here's what I'm saying. I'm going to ask you a question: Can you revive the stones, even the burnt stones, out of the dusty rubble and see them live again? This would be really simple. Let me tell you by March or April, I'll try this out because I'm going to give you homework before we close this meeting out. Everybody get out your cell phone. I want to see your cell phone. Everybody get your cell phone out. I know we put them up at church, but get it out right now. I've got a trio. It's in my backpack. If you got a cell phone, let me see. I want you to hold it up real high. Okay, cool. Just wave it at me. Good. Okay, now put it back down for a second. Before Tuesday night, before Christmas Day or Christmas Eve Day, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. First of all, how many of you know a burnstone used to serve God with you five months ago, five years ago. They're sitting home right now, still hurt, still ticked. Let me see your hands if you know a burnstone. Every hand in this room should go up. You probably know five to eight to ten of them. And so I'm going to ask you, Just we're going to do this just for two days, unless you chicken out. Don't chicken out now. I'm calling you out on it, man. I've I've done this at churches, and they've added 30 to 40 people in 90 days to their church, bro. I'm not playing this really works. If you want to go after the burnstones, stones, here's what I want you to do. You're going to take yourself on this afternoon or Monday or before you go to bed Tuesday night. You're going to call up a burnstone stone on the phone and go, I miss you. I love you. Is there anything I can pray for you about? You know what that means when you get a phone. You know what that's like when you're lonely and you're despondent. And by the way, this Christmas, Thanksgiving Christmas, biggest time of suicides in America. It's horrible. People, they're disjointed from their functional families, all the rest. So I wanna, I, I wanna do this again. Three things I'm gonna ask you to do. You're gonna call them up on the phone and say, listen man, I love you. Number two, I miss you. Number three, is there anything I can pray for you about? Don't chicken out now. Wouldn't it be great for somebody to call you up or somebody did that for you when you were not doing good? So I don't care. Some of you are gonna hear it click. You're gonna, they're gonna hang up on you. So after Christmas, two or three days, you're going to call them again. Do it three times in a row over a week. And a lot of times the second or third call, they'll start talking, wow, dang, just let them vent. Go ahead. And they're going to be all, like I said, darling and starling, but we're going to, we're going to be able to go, bro, you can't touch me with that, but let, just let it out. Healing rain starts, burn stones. And then you can have, bro, check it out. 90 days, April, May and June, you can have the burnstone Campaign to go after people in a 40 or 50 mile radius of this campus right here Is that a possibility? Yes or no and the elders need to pray and Aaron and Beth will pray But I'm telling you what churches who actually do this Here's the last statistic and I'm done George Barna Wrote the book revolution stacked vertically. I think it's read on a black page. He's a Christian statistician He's not a theologian he wrote the book, I think four years ago, called Revolution. He said 75 million people, and you're a part of this, are sitting in church right now, any Sunday in America. But 25 million are home right now. I find that astonishing. Do you, that's like abortion statistic. Can you understand? 1.4 million babies are being... A, it's pretty heavy. Come on, you guys, let's go after the... Some of you are here today because you were burn stones, and somebody went after you. So I'm asking you in Jesus name, you guys. Please don't, I know it's Christmas time. This is even better. It's even better to do it right now. Cause there's a lot of lonely people. You're going to say three things. The first thing you're going to say is what, tell me what I said to you. You're going to say, I love you. Number two, you're going to say, I miss you. And number three, is there anything I can pray for you about? Let's pray right now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the power Of church at Indian Lake, Lord, this is a prime moving church. This is not an accident. About half the people don't understand the power of what they're doing at here, Lord, but they will. And then this church is going to go from two to three to four to five to six hundred people. And the training center is coming, Lord. TC, TC squared is here in the spirit. Training center, teach the children. Training center. I don't know if it's a Bible college or but some kind of training center where they're going to help young people know your word, God. I bless this church right now with the Father's blessing. From the oldest to the youngest, God, we thank you right now in Jesus' name.